We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. When you're talking to somebody who's running for public office, the question isn't what kind of promises he will make, but rather what kind of person he is and what his principles are. Bottom line, they're all lying to us. And I'm going to give you several examples to prove my point. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. My topic for the day, it's very simple. They're lying to us. Many of our politicians, not every single one, but so many of them, Predominantly on the left, because the left doesn't believe telling the truth is really that important. Let's just cut to the chase. Their worldview is such that they don't have any problem deceiving. It's almost like the doctrine of deception that you find in Islam. I've talked to you about this before. The doctrine of deception, the doctrine of abrogation, and the doctrine of submission are part and parcel of what it means to be a faithful Muslim. If you're going to ask any Muslim what their theological tenets are, they can't get away from the fact that the doctrine of deception is part and parcel of their worldview. Why? Because they believe that God himself is a deceiver, therefore they have no problem deceiving you, if it's for the greater good, if it's for Allah's... um, edification. If it's in the praise of Allah, and if it's for his purposes, then deception is okay, because Allah himself has deceived mankind. Therefore, the doctrine of deception is part of the Muslim worldview. The doctrine of abrogation is part of their worldview. The doctrine of submission is part of their worldview. It comes with the package. Do you get my point? Well, in the progressive worldview, it appears that they embrace the same doctrine of deception because if there is no truth with a capital T, and if everything is just a bunch of lowercase truths uh, that are constructed and built up out of your own experiences, your own feelings, your own opinions, and your own social status, then truth is moldable and malleable and changeable. It's not permanent, enduring, and true. It is only true for you, and it's only true for you. Even at a given time, your truth will change. Do you get my point? Therefore, they can lie. And I think that's what we're seeing in the daily news. I've run into at least three or four of these situations where we're, we're seeing bold-faced lies. They don't care. They lie to you, and when they get caught, they just move on. 
They don't even act ashamed of the fact that they've been caught. I'm going to bring up a couple national stories of blatant deception, and then I'm going to share with you a local story that I've encountered as I've launched into my own political campaign for county commissioner here in Osage County, Oklahoma. Let's take a break and thank our sponsors, acknowledge them, give them time to tell you what they can offer you. I'm so grateful for their sponsorship of the rebellion. And when I get back, I'm going to share with you three or four cases of blatant dishonesty today in the public square. Three local and one, excuse me, three national and one that's local here in Osage County. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. So my topic, they're lying to you. And I'm going to give you a couple examples that are so clear and such blatant lies that it should cause you to at least sit up and take notice, even if you're a progressive with any, any ounce of honesty left in your body. If you still believe that it's wrong to tell a lie, if you still believe that science matters, if you still believe that empirical data, the evidence, is something that we should attend to, and we should follow the evidence to its logical end in order to make good decisions, then you have to attend to what I'm going to highlight in the next few minutes. I'm going to talk to you about COP26, the climate change summit that took place in Glasgow last week. Now, it kind of slipped under the radar for a lot of people because we were so attentive to the elections that took place on Tuesday in Virginia and elsewhere. And we kind of missed the fact that these global oligarchs, the elites, Joe Biden and the rest of the uh, Western European, not just Western European, European, Canadian, uh, South America, uh, China, uh, the list goes on and on, okay? Eastern European countries, Russia, the list of countries that were there and represented at COP26 is rather daunting. Now, there's an article that was written in the Washington Times about climate change, and it's written by, I believe you pronounce his name, Vijay Jayaraj. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I may be butchering it, but that's as close as I can get, okay? Vijay Jayaraj. Okay, this man writes an article for the Washington Times, and it needs to be read. I've actually posted it out there on my Facebook. He titles it, Consecutive Cold Years Reveal Climate Hoax of COP26. Subtitle, The Poles Show No Signs of Unusual Melting. When he says poles, he means the North and South Pole. Yet, the climate doomsday agenda advances. He writes in this particular article about... How, for example, the residents of uh, India, where he's from, are bracing for another cold winter after the country's meteorological department forecasted below normal temperatures for November. Below normal temperatures for November. And then he goes on and he says this, in fact, a string of exceptionally cold winters for the Indian capital has contradicted continual media predictions of unusual global warming, a dichotomy repeating itself regionally around the world. He goes in and he cites data after data after data of how the global warming doomsdayers are being proven wrong 
on a day-by-day basis, week-by-week basis, month-by-month, and year-by-year, and even decade-by-decade. What they're telling us isn't coming true. And there's a reason for that. Their predictions weren't accurate. They're using faulty models. Their computer models are based on data that isn't proving itself to be of much value, at least much value when it comes to predicting what will happen in the future. He says that when he moved to India in 2019, he was greeted by a colder winter than even the typically frigid weather for that season that exists there in that area of India. People with lower incomes didn't have heaters in their homes, he says, and some resorted to street-side fires of wood and rubbish and dung burned in a pile. Now, that's really clean, isn't it? That'll really help the environment, won't it? To consign hundreds of thousands of people in these urban areas to have no heat unless they go out and collect trash and cow dung and anything else that'll burn and try to keep themselves warm in an unusually cold and harsh winter. Okay? Now, that existed for the residents of the capital of India in 2020, and it will exist again because it appears that the weather is returning for 2021. He says this, in the winter of 2020-2021, last winter, we recorded some of the lowest temperatures, even breaking 100-year records for for cold. And then he says this year in 21-22, he says it will be the third consecutive cold year for a city, Delhi, of 30 million people. 30 million people. He then goes on to cite the Indian Meteorological Department, the official department of meteorology for the nation of India, is informing 1.3 billion people that they will experience cold winter conditions this coming winter. Not global warming, but exceptionally and severe cold weather. Now, why aren't you hearing about that? Why aren't you hearing these things? Why aren't you hearing that Antarctica is experiencing cold or normal winters in recent years? Why aren't you hearing stuff like this, that the entire Antarctic continent in the winter of 2021 was the second coldest winter on record for that continent. You haven't heard that, have you? Why aren't you hearing that the North Pole and the Arctic sea ice around the North Pole was higher? In in, in other words, the ice was greater than it had been since 2012. Why aren't you hearing that Greenland shows good ice mass gain, not loss, in 2021? You haven't heard that, have you? Why aren't you hearing that Iceland is showing no warming trends in two successive decades? Why aren't you hearing these things? It's because they're lying to you. I could go on and on with this particular article, but I want to shift to another one. So my point that I'm making in this first tirade that I'm engaging in right now, this first rant, is that you're not hearing all of the facts when it comes to climate change and global warming. And you might want to ask yourself why. 
Why aren't you hearing these things about Antarctica, about Greenland, about Iceland, about the North Pole, about the South Pole? Why aren't you hearing things about exceptionally cold winters in India? That is, And these winters, this cold weather, this, these frigid temperatures are affecting three, excuse me, 1.3 billion people? You're not hearing about this, are you? But yet, these oligarchs and elites are meeting in Glasgow and trying to come up with more ways to control you by scaring you about the climate change nonsense. And they're actually embracing some of AOC's lunacy of the Green New Deal. Lie number two. Let's shift to another one. Critical race theory. I hinted about this story earlier, about how they're lying to you. They, meaning the schools, the school board associations, the National Federation of Teachers, the Biden administration, they're lying to you. CNN is lying to you. They're telling you that critical race theory isn't really being taught in our schools. That's nonsense. That is blatant nonsense. There's an article in Fox News about the Indiana school administrator. Actually, this public school administrator went viral after posting a video explaining that Indiana schools are teaching critical race theory and intentionally deceiving concerned parents about whether or not their children are being subjected to it. Here's the quote. When we tell you that our schools aren't teaching critical race theory and that it's nowhere in our standards, that's misdirection. Close quote. This is from Tony Kinnett, who is uh, an Indianapolis district science coordinator and instructional coach and administrator. Okay, so that's what his title is, and that's those are what his responsibilities are. And he just posted this out on Twitter Thursday, one more time. When we tell you that our schools aren't teaching critical race theory and that it's nowhere in our standards, that's misdirection, close quote. What's misdirection? It's just another name for we're lying to you. It's a euphemism for deception, for deceit, for not telling the truth. In other words, when we say that critical race theory is nowhere in our standards, we are lying to you. That's what Tony Kinnett, who is a Indianapolis District Science Coordinator, now that should catch your attention too, not a social science coordinator, he is not hired to teach anything but science, but yet he is now manipulating the facts and dodging the truth by telling you that critical race theory is in the curriculum and that if you conclude otherwise, you're being duped. That's the story from Fox News. Now let's go on to another one. Let's go on to the sexual nihilism that's pervasive in so many of our schools. For example, in Norman, Oklahoma, public schools have the following books in their library. And I'm looking at the covers right now as I'm speaking to you. One of the books that's being promoted in Norman Public Schools is the ABCs of LGBTQ+. Another one is Trans Teen Survival Guide. You want more? Okay, I'll give you more. How about these other books that are out there in your local public schools? 
Anybody's Victim is another book under the LGBTQ category. Consent. Hmm, I wonder what that will talk about with your 16, 17 year old son or daughter. Apparently, they're going to push and promote the idea that consent is the standard that measures whether or not sexual activity is moral or immoral. Doesn't matter what you teach or your church teaches. Doesn't matter what your pastor or your preach believes. Consent is the standard. Another book, Real Talk About Sex and Consent. Another one, Doing It. I wonder what that book is about. Another one's titled Grabbed. Hmm, I'm curious about that one. Here's another book on the shelf at Norman Public Schools, Asking for It. Here's another one. What does consent really mean? Hmm, they really are pushing this consent issue, aren't they? And asking for it and whether or not consent has been granted as teenagers engage in sex. Did it ever cross their mind that maybe they should just be teaching these teenagers not to engage in it in the first place and that abstinence might be a good thing? Oh, and that's not the end of it. How about this one? A quick and easy guide to queer and trans identities. Now, this is for elementary age children. Here's another one for the elementary school grades. A quick and easy guide to consent. A quick and easy guide to they and them pronouns. I'm not kidding. Talking to Strangers, a memoir on my escape from a cult. Do you think that probably disparages religion and elevates this neo-gnosticism of subjective identity claims of LGBTQIA? It probably does. You know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a spoiler alert, but I'm guessing that's probably where that book will go. Because anything that speaks out against the sexual agenda of the left is going to be labeled a cult. Here's another one that's being promoted to your kids in Norman Public Schools. The Times I Knew I Was Gay. And this one, again, is for elementary-aged children. The list goes on and on. Here's another bookshelf full of Pride Month material. Read with pride. Brochure after brochure after brochure saying, Be true be brave, and be proud. The rainbow is pervasive in every one of these color, color, covers, book covers, as well as on flat screens promoting these books in the library. What's my point? My point is this. This stuff is being forced upon your children pervasively. Uh, here's another one. The Art of Drag, Norman Public Schools. Uh... Out, How to Be Your Authentic Self, Seeing Gender, Rainbow Revolutions, and then a book that's just titled Queer. This is what you're paying for, and this is the education your kids will get. Uh, the, the, the poster above that's hanging from the ceiling in Norman Public Schools library says this, Lies, Libraries, Trans form with the emphasis on trans. I'm not making this stuff up. Oh, by the way, they feature that uh, several women, heroic women, that should be um, embraced as role models for your girls that are attending Norman Public Schools. Elizabeth Warren, 
Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Each one of these books has a sticker on it saying Queens, Queens of Resistance. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? So where am I going with all this? Well, let me end the show by sharing with you an experience that I have already had as I'm running for county commissioner in Osage County, Osage County, Oklahoma. Now, District 1 of Osage County, Oklahoma, is about a 1,000 miles of gravel roads. It's predominantly ranch country. There are some population areas, such as Pahuska, uh, Scheidler, Barnsdall, Winona, Bowering. Now, some of these towns are just a few hundred. Some of them are a couple thousand. Some of them may be, I don't know, let's just say eight, ten thousand. It's, in other words, a very rural area. It's The county commissioner is responsible for maintaining the roads, maintaining the bridges, maintaining the local fairgrounds, and basically trying to work with the budget that exists to do all of the above. Carry on the business of the county so that you can get from point A to point B safely, effectively, and as quickly as possible. My theme, my platform, if you will, in running for county commissioner has been very simple. It's been very, very clear. Local control, local respect. Okay? Local control, local respect, local values. Demonstrate competence as a leader. Hire good people. Get out of the way and let them do their job. And don't get government more involved in people's lives. In fact, do everything in your power to get it out of their lives. Because the people in Osage County, Oklahoma, can do just fine, thank you, without the government coming in and meddling with our business. That's my platform. Now, some of you may say, but but what are you going to actually do? I just told you. In fact, I was in a restaurant today in Pahuska, Oklahoma, and I was asked what my platform was. And I said local control and local respect. And there was an immediate negative reaction. No, no, no. That's just platitudes. I want to know what your promises are going to be. What are you going to do about the roads, the bridges, the fairgrounds, etc. This person wanted me to start focusing on political promises rather than my principles and who I am as a person. And frankly, I'm not going to do that. If I lose focusing on the things that matter, the first things, my principles, my principles of local control, local respect, local integrity, local values, telling the government to get out of the business of the people of Osage County, Oklahoma, and doing my job to give them a decent road to get from point A to point B, and not pretending that I should have anything to say in the rest of their lives, then if I lose standing for those principles, then frankly, I don't care. And those that want me to make promises above and beyond that can go pound sand. I don't care. And if people say, well, Piper doesn't know anything about running for uh, political office. You're right. I've never run for dog catcher. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I won't win. But you know what? I'm not wrong because I don't care if I lose 
standing for the right things. If you're not willing to lose for something, then you'll never win anything. Be willing to go down fighting for something that's important. And what's important to me is honesty and integrity. And what I've already found out in running for county commissioner here in Osage County, Oklahoma, is that people lie. People lie. For example, we've been told in two county commissioner meetings that the process leading up to the redistricting of the districts, three of which exist within Osage County, three county districts, District 1, District 2, and District 3. The boundary lines are being redrawn as we speak. And the commissioners were asked, was any one specific commissioner involved in this process? Was any one individual involved in communicating with the consultants? Was any one particular commissioner um, engaging in directing this process in a manner that others weren't. And we were told, no, well, that's not true. I've actually initiated a Freedom of Information Act request, and I have the material, and we know that that's not true. In fact, there's a gentleman who's the county commissioner for District 1 who has been very involved in the process, and the emails between him and the consultant prove it. We were lied to. My point, people, is this. You're being lied to on the climate change issue. You're being lied to on the critical race theory issue. You're being lied to on the sexual nihilism and the sexual propaganda and the manipulating of your kids' morality issue. And you're even being lied to on small little issues, small-time politics. Like At the level of county commissioner, they're lying to you, and they don't care. They don't care. The only way that they, will, that they will start to care is if you rise up and say, no, you cannot deceive us any longer. We don't care about your promises. We don't care about your stupid platform. We care, we care about what type of person you are and what your principles are. And if we can trust your person, your person, who you are as an individual, if we can trust that person, and if we can trust that you'll never compromise your principles, then we we think you can probably figure out how to be a county commissioner. But what we want is one who will tell us the truth and not sit before us in a public meeting and lie to us, deceive us, misrepresent the facts, dodge and dance when asked questions. That's not acceptable. I don't care what you promise people, and I don't care what your platform is. If you're a dishonest human being, then you should not. You should not hold public office. And the only way that problem's going to be solved is if we rise up and say, stop, stop. We're not interested in your silly political promises. We're not interested. We're not interested in anything other than what kind of person you are and what your principles are. And are you going to compromise them or will you hold fast? In times of universal deceit, and I've given you three or four examples of that deception that is pervasive, universal in our culture right now. Truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.